good morning, my friends. This is Ashley Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it's going to be February 17th. And in reality, it's actually January 20th. It is a big day today, you guys. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because the um, podcast we're going to be doing is talking about qualities of leadership. And I thought, wow, I was thinking about it being that it's inauguration day and you guys are hearing this almost a month later. Um, I think this is a really important conversation. Uh, I think that we need to refamiliarize ourselves with what we need to be looking for in people that we put in leadership positions, especially, you know, what does the Lord look for in people? What do we need to be looking for? And, uh, you know, so I just want to share that with you guys today. You know, this is, uh, this is going to be, um, you know, kind of short and sweet, but I think it's going to be important and it's something that you guys can put in your back pocket and hopefully start to put it into your mind when you guys are, you know, looking at leaders and people that, you know, you're, you know, putting in positions to make decisions for you. Really, that's what you're doing with a leader. You're hiring someone to make decisions for you. Excuse me, you guys. And we need to make sure that we put people in there who have, you know, particular qualities. So I want to talk about that today, you guys, but let's go ahead and pray first. And then let's jump into, you know, qualities of leadership. So Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for being in our lives. Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the leadership that you've had in individual lives, Lord, of the church. You know, us as, you know, believers, as, uh, you know, a group of people who come together, God, you know, all who call on your name, Lord, have been led by you. And, you know, some of us, needs maybe get a little more seasoned in hearing your voice or, you know, growing in our relationship with you, God. But I thank you that you are the ultimate leader, Lord. You know everything. Um, you, Like I said, Lord, you lead us. And not only do you lead us, but you teach us how to be leaders. It's pretty amazing, Lord. You bring us into our full potential, Lord, just like a, just like a father would do to their children. You know, bringing them up to where they are so they can, you know, take over, so to speak, Lord. You You teach us how to be like you so we can, you know, raise to our full potential that you have for us, the plans that you have for us, God, uh, the desires you've put inside of our hearts, Lord, you know, things that we want to accomplish, things we want to build. Lord, you give us the capacity to do those things. And I just thank you for your leadership in our life, Lord. Thank you for, uh, you know, it's thank you that your leadership in our lives is not dependent upon anybody else. Lord, at the end of the day, it's always going to be our own accountability with you. And uh, I'm grateful for that, Father. And so, Lord, I just love you so much. I thank you, Lord, for just, uh, you know, bringing these things to mind. I pray that we will have uh, wisdom and insight, Lord, to be able to pick out, you know, leaders, good leaders in the future. Forgive us, Lord, for being so ignorant as a nation to not really know these qualities and then to just sort of let things happen, God. Um, Lord, I I, I pray, God, that, you know, you would... uh, put a fire in people's hearts, Lord, for leadership and and for, um, you know, knowing how to have solid character, Lord, and and knowing how to have these qualities and knowing how to make good decisions. And Lord, we we pray that you would give us, Lord, wisdom to bring up our children in that way, to raise up new leaders for the next generation, Lord. You know, if you don't come back and get us, Lord, anytime soon, if we're going to be here, I pray that we will be salt, we will be light, and we will have the, the insight and the wisdom to know, uh, you know, how to rule and subdue, Lord, how to walk in good in good leadership and to elect good leadership, God. And uh, so we pray for that, Father. 
Um, I pray that you protect this country. Um, Lord, I pray that you would bring justice and uh, you would be bring restoration, Lord. And we look forward to the plans that you have for us, God. Thank you for the church. Thank you for what you're doing in the hearts of your people. And uh, Lord, I just look forward, look, look forward to being a part of that, Lord, and uh, the people you're going to bring along as well. So we love you, Lord, and we thank you. Pray you speak, you know, God, direct my conversation, Lord. Help me to articulate this. And I just pray this encourages people, Lord. So we love you, Lord, and we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So you guys, I was in Exodus 18. Uh, gosh, it was by the time you guys hear this, it was you know almost a month ago. But anyway, I was looking at it and I was paying attention to, you know, when Moses' father-in-law shows up and, you know, he, Moses was telling um, his father-in-law everything that the Lord was doing. So you go to verse eight, it says, Moses told his father-in-law about everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake and about all the hardships they had met along the way and how the Lord had delivered them. Jethro was delighted to hear about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel in rescuing them from the hand of the Egyptians. So then it goes on and then, you know, his father-in-law was paying attention to kind of what Moses was doing during the day, you know, kind of his tasks and this or that. And then in verse 14, it goes, when his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, what is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you for from morning till evening? Moses answered him, because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses' father-in-law rep replied, what you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me, and I will give you some advice. And may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who are God-fearing, trustworthy, and who hate dishonest gain and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. Simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. So, I got some questions for you guys, especially if you are in a leadership position or maybe you're just running your own home too, right? That's a leadership position. Leaders make decisions. Leaders have influence. And so really we're all leaders, you guys. But anyway, number one, do you delegate? Do you delegate? Why or why not? Right? So obviously Moses' father-in-law is looking at this dynamic and all the people are going to Moses and Moses is like, well, you know, they're coming to me to seek God's will. And, you know, he decides between the parties and informs them of God's decrees. Now, the reason Moses was in this situation is obviously because he knew God's decrees and laws. So he was able to make those decisions for the people because it sounds like the people didn't know. 
And, and you know, that's an amazing thing about a leader is good leaders will teach people what they know so they can be trusted to make the decisions that they're relying on their leaders to make. Okay. So even in this country, you have foundational, uh, I'm going to say laws and decrees and things that everybody needs to know. Okay. You got the declaration of independence. You've got the constitution. You've got the bill of rights. Every single American should know these documents, just like the Bible, right? Just like Moses, he knew God's decrees, but his father-in-law is like, everybody should know this so then they can make decisions. And then, you know, obviously there's going to be, you know, this other side of it where more people are going to be a little bit more suited in terms of making decisions because they have certain qualities. Not everybody has the same qualities, you guys. We know that, right? Not everyone has the same character. Some people don't even care about their character and they just sort of rot away, right? Some people have really bad character. Some people have good character. Some people, you know, uh, they let condemnation, judgment, shame rule their lives. So they don't even think twice about who they are. They don't really believe that God's living in them and in their hearts and he can transform them, make them a new creation. God says that if whoever's in Christ, they're a new creation, right? But that's a whole, that's again, that's an individual thing. But anyway, we know that everybody's at different, uh, different qualities in their life, different character traits. And uh, some people can handle certain responsibilities, some people can't. And uh, some people have qualities, some people don't. Anyway, so, you know, Moses knew the laws of God. And so therefore he was able to make decisions for the people. Again, if you live in this country, you should know the word of God, especially if you're in Christ. You know, if you're going to church, you should be going to the church with the same knowledge that the pastor has. So you can actually encourage the pastor too. the, the body is supposed to be this group of people that's reciprocating the knowledge of God to each other, the grace of God, the love of God, you know, everything that the Lord is to one another, like flowing right through that body. But that can't be done if people are, you know, ignorant of God's word, if they don't know God's word. It's our responsibility to know it so we can get to know the one we say we serve. We can engage with him in what he says. Like you can literally talk to God about his word. You can ask for revelation. You can have some insight on how to live your life. You can look at how different decisions were made in the past and you can do that. That is the exact same thing that gets done like in the courts. They go back to certain court cases and decisions that were made and they can make, you know, start to develop how they're going to make a decision based upon things that have happened in the past with past people, past cases, past situations, past scenarios. We get to do the same thing. But if you're not studying and knowing what God says and how he dealt with people, you're, you're not going to be able to do that. And you are going to be at the mercy of someone else telling you what to do. And you're going to be frustrated, right? And that's what Jethro was talking about. You know, you're going to get wore out. You're, you're going to wear out the person that you're going to. And you're going to wear yourself out because you're going to feel frustrated. Like, why don't I know what you know? Why can't I just have this knowledge myself? So anyway, you know, that's kind of a little side note there. But, you know, let's go back to being able to delegate. That's going to be really, really important. Okay, do you delegate? Why or why not? Um, I know it can be hard sometimes because 
if you are already in a leadership position and you are supposed to be, you know, teaching other people how to lead and, you know, kind of the long suffering piece of it, that's, that's the hard part. It's like when you're teaching your kids how to do certain chores or cook or, or do certain things, there's a level of long suffering that occurs because you're not supposed to just get in there and do it. You have to be able to give them the space to go through the process that you showed them so they can practice with, right? So they can do what you just showed them. And that takes patience and it takes long suffering right? Letting them grow. The Lord long suffers with us, right? As he's watching us grow and develop and being made in his image. That's long suffering for him, right? As he waits for us to mature into the men and women that we're supposed to be. And so for us, sometimes being that we're human, it's hard for us to delegate. But, um, you know, we know the Lord delegates, right? I mean, he's given all of us the ability to rule and subdue. So he's, and he's given us the earth, right? The heaven's his, the earth is ours. So you guys, I don't know if you've ever that scripture and in Psalms, but it says he's given the earth to mankind, you know, so um, understanding the responsibilities that the Lord has given us and delegating, he's trusted his creation to us. You know, think about that. Even as parents, you don't give your children over to somebody unless you trust them. God has given us this earth because he's trusting us to take care of it and to rule it well. But I'm seeing a generation of people that lack the skills to do it. You know, they've kind of relied on these people that have come into office to make decisions. Granted, we've had some good leaders and granted, we've had a lot of bad leaders. And, you know, but the problem is, is we, we um, individuals don't see themselves as leaders individually. And so they don't take the steps they need to take to learn the information they need to learn so they can make decisions that only they can make. Not everybody can make every decision for you in your life. You have to be equipped with certain knowledge to do that. And don't you guys get frustrated when, you know, if you're around people and they're making all these decisions and you can't make your own decisions, don't you feel frustrated by, by people like that? And you shouldn't even be frustrated with them. You should be frustrated with yourself and your lack of maybe drive to get the information or learn the information that maybe you're responsible for, especially if it's uh, areas that it, it pertain to your own life, you know, the seven areas of life, you know, but anyway, let's continue to move on here. So. Moses had the information. His father-in-law told him, you know, what you're doing isn't good. You just sitting here and having this information on your own and making their decisions. He was like, you know, I'm going to give you some advice. Um, teach them his decrees and instructions. Okay. Um, and show them how to live and how to behave. All right. So number one, you know, teach them his decrees. And then it says, but select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who are, who hate dishonest gain and appoint them as officials, right? Having them serve as judges. So basically teach everybody, right? We're going to teach everybody God's decrees and instructions. We're going to show everybody how they should behave and live. Okay. But in terms of judging, like Moses was, there's different qualifications for that, right? If someone's going to be a judge, they need to have certain qualities, right? And he gives out the qualities. Number one, they need to be teachable because they have to be able to learn decrees and instructions. Same thing as a judge that sits on a bench. He better know the laws. He better know the decrees. He better be teachable. He better be studying, okay? Demonstrate, right? Can he demonstrate uh, by the way that he makes judgments, that he has the information, right? That he's been studying. You know, you can tell 
that someone has been by how they make decisions, right? How well they make decisions and the fruit of those decisions, all right? How do they demonstrate what they've learned, right? Just like when you teach your kid a skill, how do they demonstrate it, you know? All right, uh, capable. Do they have the skills? You know, do they have the abilities? I looked up the word capable, having adequate ability or capacity to do or to receive. They're efficient, able, qualified, competent. Isn't that amazing? If someone is capable, they can give or they can receive. They can give, they can give like Moses, right? He was capable of teaching other people because he knew it. He led the people out of Egypt, right? He, you could tell by the, the results in his life that he was someone who was teachable. He knew the decrees, he knew the instructions, he had that information. And uh, you're when you can teach somebody that to do, right? That means you're capable. And then in the same way, you being able to receive it, right? If you're humble enough, if, if you're not prideful and arrogant, right? But if you're, if you're teachable, if you're humble, if you're willing, right? You can receive from someone else so you can be equipped for the task of, of the thing that you're looking for them to do for you. You can actually learn to do it yourself and become self-governing, right? Um, what were the other things that Jethro pointed out, right? They fear God, you know, uh, they're trustworthy, they're honest, you know, think about how important it is to have people on leadership. I'm going to say, especially in government leadership, I mean, over the nation, not just, you know, um, you know, in the church, but we need people who are God fearing in the government because I've done, I've talked about this before on another podcast, you guys who, or maybe it's a YouTube video, who gave us our rights? Was it God or, or was it man? You know, and if we believe it was just man who gave us our rights, well, then at what point do they get to take them away? But if God gave us our rights and if we're made in his image, then everybody has the same rights, right? The inalienable rights that are discussed in the declaration, you know, and then of course we got the bill of rights. Um, and then you've got the structure of the government and the constitution, which you guys, I've never read the whole constitution, but you know, I'm definitely going to be doing that and teaching my children, especially, uh, after everything that's happened, good grief. It's no, it's definitely the time is now to, for us to go ahead and educate ourselves on that as well. You know, educate yourself on the Bible and educate yourself of the important documents. If you live in the United States of America, but you know, fearing God, uh, knowing that, you know, he's created every man on this planet, you know, they're all made in his image and all have the same ability to rule and subdue. Uh, nowhere in the Bible did God ever say man was supposed to rule over man. You know, there's going to be leadership because some people don't have the qualities, right? They're still growing or maybe they don't want to, right? Whatever. As long as they're still willing to learn, you know, uh, but leaders teach other people how to be leaders. You know, when you think about it, those are good leaders really. And, uh, you know, we need to have people in our, in our, uh, government offices, as well as in the church who, uh, remember who are God fearing people that believe that, Hey, you know what? There's someone that's, that's watching us and it's going to hold us accountable for the decisions that we're making, right? There's someone that we need to be aware of when we are, you know, making decisions for other people's lives. And, uh, when you have God fearing people in there, um, you know, more than likely, they're going to be a little bit more cautious on what they're doing because, uh, you know, everyone is going to be held accountable before the Lord one day about how they govern their lives and, and how, and then if they do go to higher leadership positions, how they've tried to 
you know, govern other people's lives by the, the legislation that they pass and the things they say yes to and the things they say no to that affect other people. The other thing was interesting. It says they hate dishonest gain. You know, uh, that's going to be really, really important, especially in government positions. Think about how many people, you know, have, uh, been bribed financially. I mean, I just read an article the other day and there was this lady who was a senator. Uh, she embezzled or she, you know, $600,000 that was supposed to go to schools or something. She, you know, I don't know exactly what she did with the money, but she got charged a felony. Um, that's not, that's not, that's being dishonest. You know, uh, think about how much money has gone out to, you know, who knows whoever's got it and what they're doing with it, you know, especially in other countries. When you think about it, when we send billions of dollars, you know, um, do they hate, hate dishonest gain? You know, uh, we, there's a lot of money in this country, you know, thank you, Lord. But there's a lot of people in this country who are dishonest about what they're doing with the money or, uh, you know, and we need to have people who hate dishonest gain. You know, the Lord hates it. He hates dishonest scales and those people are going to be held accountable for that too. And that's good. I, I think it's important. Uh, we definitely need to see that justice get, get a little swift once in a while on some people, right? So don't get too cocky and think they can continue to, to be crooked, you know? But uh, anyway, you guys, so really, really quick, teachable, okay? Uh, characteristics of good leadership, they're teachable. They demonstrate, right, what they've learned, right? They're capable, okay? They have adequate ability to or capacity to do or to receive. They're efficient, qualified, all right? They fear God, they're trustworthy, and they're honest, okay? And now that's the other thing you got to remember too. Um, people these days somehow had it in their head, the separation of church and state, right? Like, oh, you can't have God in it. That's not what that meant. And if you guys go back to the original document or that original conversation, I think it was between George Washington and somebody else, but it was basically saying that the church wasn't going, or the government wasn't going to dictate the church. Okay. Um, if you guys remember back over in England, that King George basically did that. He goes, this is the church and this is how you're going to worship. And this is what you're going to do. That's not true. That's not sovereignty. So, you know, we made rules saying we're going to separate that. We're not going to let the government decide for the churches. And man, have we seen that these days, you guys, all in the name of, you know, 501c3 garbage and all the so-called perks that you get. But then you, you start thinking about, you know, basically how the church has been given permission to compromise just so, you know, they can get government kickbacks when you think about it. You know, uh, you know, think about when you accept money from somebody, there's typically stipulations on what you can and can't do. And, you know, it's amazing how when people are so desperate, if they don't hate dishonest gain, or maybe they've never even thought about it, the things that they'll allow into the situation just because they're desperate for money. Look what happened to the schools, you guys. And I'm kind of going off on a little tangent right now, but let's just talk about it real quick. The schools were so desperate for money that they went ahead to get the money and they tied the hands of the teachers behind their back saying, you know, you went to school and you know how to teach or influence children, you know, to get them to learn and, and be passionate about what we're talking about. But being that we need money so bad, you know, you can't talk about what you want to talk about or teach how you want to teach or do this. This is only what you can do. And then they went ahead and let the government come in and start telling teachers you can only teach this and this is the only way you can teach it and this is only what you can say all in the name of money and think about how un 
well, how can you say this? How not free the education system is at that point, right? When you lock it up to certain regulations and what you can say and what you can't say all in the name of, you know, just getting money. And then let's be honest, some of the things that they allow into the schools that they have no business talking about, you guys, when I was in uh, Washington state, uh, the curriculum they were coming out with had all kinds of pornographic things that they were going to start teaching to kindergarten, first grade, you know, all these kinds of things. And I'm like, what in the world is going on here? Who put that in there and how much money did they accept? And what, right. And what, and what is the deal with that? And if you guys already know, I mean, Satan's rule in this world. So there's going to be a lot of perversion that happens and, and we don't think, and that's the thing. We don't really think it goes on, but we are so deceived again. We send our kids off to these institutions. We think that they're going to teach our kids, right? And then our kids are coming home talking about all this stuff. And you're like, what is going on here? You know, so parents, we got a job to do. You know, we got to really be making some decisions. What do we want our kids to know? You know, how do we want education to look? Education is not free right now, you guys. Um, it's It's been pretty corrupted, you know, by um, bribes and, and money from the feds and them saying, well, if you want this money, you got to do this. You got to pass this test. You got to say it this way. And, you know, we got to get rid of that. You know, schools need to go back to, you know, figuring out what works for them. Get rid of all the stupid technology that's waste so much dang money. And let's go back to books, you know, and pen and paper and uh, teaching kids how to, you know, write again and, and use their own brains. Right. That's how I see it. So anyway, you guys, that was it for leadership qualities today. Um, I think it's really important for us to kind of pay attention to these leadership qualities. Um, it's going to get really more, it's going to get even more important, uh, especially as we move forward in this country, because, uh, you know, we've allowed some really crappy things to go on because of our lack of awareness of these qualities. And, uh, you know, we're going to be held accountable one day, you know, at what point is the Lord going to say, why did you allow these people and this stuff to go on? You know, who told you that, you know, and especially if we want to blame people, there ain't going to be no room for blame anymore. We're going to have to give a full account to why we've allowed certain things to happen, especially when you live in the United States. We have no excuse, you know. So, you guys, we got to wake up and we got to teach our children, you know, freedom, you know, and uh, and we got to teach them what's important. We got to teach them, you know, these certain leadership qualities and what to look for and, and teach people how to, you know, fear God and, and, you know, learn about our sovereignty that we have and our authority that we have and, and uh, you know, teach our kids about God's purpose in our lives and what he wants us to do and how we're supposed to be making decisions, you know, and we're supposed to be adults right at this point and not just, you know, laying over and like, all right, so what's those control, just whatever. But anyway, you guys, thank you for listening to today's podcast. I kind of went on a little bit of rant, but you know, I think it's important to talk about you guys and, you know, just uh, continue to pray for our country and, and, uh, pray for, you know, all of us individually that we would, uh, you know, we would educate ourselves. We would know God's word and we would know the laws of the land and we'd teach it to our children and we'd raise up new leaders for the new generation. You know, especially if the Lord don't come back and get us, right? We gotta be prepared and and we gotta we gotta do things differently, yo. In our country, whew, a mess. All kinds of stuff, you guys. We got a lot of work to do. So by God's grace, we can do it though. He'll help us. And uh, hopefully, you know, you guys got those qualities so you guys can receive from God and and you can be empowered to do the things he wants to do in and through your life. So anyway, I love you guys. Have an awesome rest of the day, and I will see you guys next week.